Welcome back to a Dead Letter Podcast, where we delve into the mysterious and unexplained phenomena that have fascinated humans for centuries. In today's episode, we will explore some of the most intriguing and spine-tailing aspects of the paranormal world. From ancient folklore to modern-day sightings, these phenomena have captured the imagination of people across the globe and continue to spark curiosity and wonder in those who seek to understand the mysteries of the universe. So sit back, relax, and join us as we embark on a journey into the unknown, exploring some of the most fascinating and eerie aspects of the paranormal world. Alright guys, we're going to get straight to it. This is our celebrity ghost story, Kendall Jenner. In a Vogue video interview in 2018, Kendall Jenner reveals she experienced strange and eerie things at her mom's house. According to Jenner, the house in which her mother, Chris Jenner, lives is haunted by something not of this plane. She states that while Kylie and her, while being alone in the house, would hear footsteps on the roof while no one was home, she also said that Kylie's shower would turn on all by itself all the time. And then, also since Ariana Grande is back on the scene with her recent bullshit, I figured we could share her encounter as well. Grande, in a 2013 interview, revealed that while in Kansas City, she had visited a haunted castle that she really wanted to go to. The following night, they visited the Stull Cemetery, which is known as one of the gates to hell on Earth. Grande states that upon arrival, the vibe felt heavy, the smell of sulfur was evident, and that it was an overall negative atmosphere. Grande, beginning to become more frightened, apologized to the Stull Cemetery and took a picture before leaving. In the picture, you can see three distinct faces. They're all faces of demons. And um, I actually tried looking for that photo. Um, I found it. I mean, it's kind of creepy, but let's see if I could, you know, put it on the website that I don't have. But uh, it's up there. You can search it up and look it up. It's creepy, but it's like, I don't know. I'll leave it up to you guys, it said, once you guys find and look for it. And the last celebrity ghost story, we got it from Mr. John Wick himself. During an appearance on Jimmy Kimmel Live in 2014, Keanu Reeves revealed that when he was about six or seven years old, he had a paranormal encounter. He states, we were in one of the larger bedrooms of the house. It was me, my nanny, and my sister who was asleep across from me. I'm kind of just hanging around being a kid when all of a sudden this jacket comes waving from the doorway. This empty jacket with no body, no legs, nothing, and it just disappears. I was a little kid, so I thought it was interesting, but I looked over to my nanny, and she was terrified. The fact that she saw it too, man, it was a real experience. And probably you weren't supposed to see that shit. No, that's cool. All right, let's get into our personal encounters. Um, this one comes in from T. When I was younger, I lived in a haunted house. It had an eerie and heavy feeling to it upon entering. One afternoon, while I was doing my homework in the living room, my dog ran to the bottom of the stairs and just stared up. It spooked me a bit because I called him and he wouldn't react. He started barking and growling aggressively, which really began to freak me out. I eventually got up and pulled him away, making sure I didn't look up the stairs. We had other things happen in the house, like the sink and shower turning on by themselves, even though no one was there. We started hearing a pacing back and forth in the hallway upstairs that would keep me up at night. There was another instance where I was watching TV and I saw my mom come from the kitchen and head upstairs only to see her enter the house a few moments later. I asked her how she did that and she responded, did what? After moving out, my dad told me he once saw someone that looked like my mom on the stairs. He said he got up at night to use the restroom and when he came out, he saw my mom walking towards the stairs heading down. 
He called out to her but got no response. He went to the bedroom and saw mom sound asleep in bed. Shit, some doppelganger crap right there, huh? All right, this one comes in from B. When I was younger, we used to live in a house in the country. My parents, who were skeptics at the time, never expected their first home to be haunted. Within the first couple of weeks, strange things began to happen. My mother said that while she was alone in the house, she would hear furniture being dragged upstairs. So she would go and check and find all the doors to the rooms open, but the furniture would be in place. The other thing haunting that house would occupy the kitchen. My mother has stated that while cooking, the pantry door would open on its own. She said there were occasions where she would be in another room and she could hear the pantry door slam shut sometimes. My dad has said that there was one night where he came home late from work that he saw the silhouette of a woman in the kitchen. He headed towards the kitchen only to find no one and the pantry door open. He heads upstairs and asks my mom why she left the pantry door open and my mother explains to him that she's been in bed all day. But you know, sometimes these apparitions get to be due to stress because you hallucinate just because they're like, damn, you're stuck in the same mundane cycle of like wake up, work, sleep, wake up, work, sleep, you know? Could that could that be a trigger to that, you know? I don't know. I don't know. But it's just like it just came into my head right now, you know. This one comes in from another B. Hi immortal. I live in a haunted apartment complex. This encounter happened to me and my girlfriend when we were younger. We grew up in the same building. One Saturday afternoon, all the kids from the apartment were outside playing hide and go seek. Eventually the night settled in and we decided to sit outside my girlfriend's apartment. She went in to grab us a cup of water as we were all thirsty after running. She screams and comes out running. She tells me and another friend that she saw a man in the kitchen. So me and my friend, being the macho kids that we were, entered the apartment like badasses. We headed towards the kitchen only to find the cabinets and drawers open. I turn around to tell her that there's no one here when the dishes begin to rattle and the cabinets begin to slam open and shut. We ran out of that place ASAP. I asked her a couple days later if she knew the history of the building, but she said no, but that the man started appearing after her older sister played the Ouija board in the apartment a couple months ago. Damn, well, there you go. That's why you don't play with that board. Or do you? You know, it's funny. I think me and my coworker were having a conversation about that uh, the other day, uh, whether or not we believe. And I don't know. I mean, I personally, like I said, I haven't had anything that I could directly attribute to having the board. Um, she obviously said she doesn't really believe in the board being a conduit for those type of things. Um, she believes in certain paranormal things, but I guess obviously that's one that's none. And I, you know, I as well have like my own skepticism towards certain things. But, you know, all right, and this is the main one. This one was sent in by Linda. A couple years ago, I used to date a man. For the sake of the story, we'll call him Tommy. Tommy was a handsome man, very smart and always on the move. I had met Tommy at work. We dated for a couple months before becoming a couple, and not so long after that, I moved in with Tommy. Tommy was an engineer, making good money, and had rented out a two-bedroom apartment. Now, just to make it clear, I didn't make him rent out a two-bedroom apartment. He had gotten the apartment before with his uh, best friend, so he had a roommate before I came in. Um, but eventually, the roommate ended up moving out with his girlfriend. Um, he had rented out a couple times before, but no one would stay past three months. 
I asked him if they gave him any reason to why they just left abruptly, but he responded that no one gave them any reason. For the first couple of months, everything was fine in that home. I would hear creaks here and there, but I attributed it to the apartment being old and the weather. Until one night, I woke up at night very thirsty and decided to walk to the kitchen for water. I noticed as I walked past the second bedroom, I heard what sounded like a child crying softly. I stopped in my tracks. I was spooked. So I ran back and I told Tommy, who got up and ran into the room. We found the room empty but eerily cold. So we left the light on in the hallway for me and we went back to sleep. I didn't hear anything for the next couple of nights. One day, Tommy came home from work, visibly upset. He came in throwing his coat and backpack near me, almost striking me. I asked him if he wanted to talk about something since he looked very bothered and he snapped at me. In all the time I've been dating this man, he has never snapped at me or take or took out his frustration on me. I had never seen the side of him. He was very angry. I had to tell him to calm down repeatedly and breathe before his attitude changed. He eventually calmed down and apologized. I was surprised. I had never seen this side of him. That night was the first of many that would begin with the familiar sound of a child sobbing. I got up out of bed and decided to investigate myself. I went to the second bedroom and opened the door and found it empty. As I was inspecting the bedroom, I heard footsteps coming from what sounded like the living room area. I called out to Tommy, but didn't get a response. I walked towards the living room area, and I saw nothing. I peeked over to the kitchen, and same. I turned the lights on and grabbed some water. As I'm getting ready to go back to bed, I hear footsteps in the second bedroom. This time, I run towards it and look in. With the light coming from the hallway, I see what appears to be the silhouette of a small boy that appears to be crying. I turn on the lights in the room, and it vanishes. I was shocked. All this time, I was hearing a child sobbing, and it was a little boy. That morning, I spoke to Tommy about what I saw the night before, and he opened up. Tommy started telling me that shortly after his last roommate left, he began to see a little boy in the second bedroom. He said he awoke one night to the sound of a child crying. He followed the crying to the second bedroom and found the shadowy figure of a boy crying in the corner. He felt an intense sadness cover him that compelled him to say to allow the spirit to stay. He told the figure that I could stay here if it was afraid or if it did not want to be alone or just too scared to move on. Ever since then, he would occasionally hear the little boy around the apartment, but nothing more than footsteps. After a couple weeks, I eventually got used to it too. The crying and footsteps were normal to me now. One night, I woke up from a nightmare looking for my Tommy. I reached over to hug him, and he wasn't there. I started calling for him, but I didn't get a response, so I got up to check the apartment. I found him huddled in the second bedroom, hugging the little boy, but what was standing above him was not a boy, nor human. Standing next to him was a large shadow with yellow glowing eyes. I called Tommy to get up, but he didn't move. I turned on the light, and he jumped up. Whatever he was hugging was gone, and whatever was standing next to him headed towards the window. He came to and went back to bed. In the morning, I asked him if he remembers getting out of bed last night. He said he remembers hearing the little boy call out his name, so he went to him. He said the little boy was sad that he wasn't getting any attention from him. 
I told him I had a bad feeling that that thing is the little boy, that it might be something else, something evil. I started looking into what that thing was that I saw standing over Tommy. There was no child spirit in that apartment, but a malevolent spirit. Started looking into how to get rid of it. When I brought it up to Tommy, he would get defensive and the activity in the apartment would intensify. The first night I spoke to Tommy about cleansing the house, we heard our dishes and kitchenware being thrown. The door to the second bedroom would slam shut at night. When I was alone in the apartment, I would hear deep guttural growls coming from the second bedroom. Started looking for help on how to get rid of it and found myself talking to the local pastor. I told him what was been going on and he directs me to another one of his colleagues who's more experienced with these type of things. So I set a day where I knew Tommy would be out all day to clean the house. The day comes and he arrives on time. As he steps in, he mentions how heavy the air feels. I follow him as he begins to bless and clean the house. As he approaches the second bedroom, I can hear the growls coming from the bedroom. He opens the door and it becomes quiet. He finishes the cleanse and leaves. He assures me that it is gone and won't be back anymore. Tommy arrives home later that day and he can't sense something is wrong. He runs to the room and asks, where is the little boy? I can't feel his presence anymore here. I tell him that it had the apartment's cleanse and Tommy loses it. At this point, I start to think that it might be better if I left the guy. Tommy locks himself in the room and I leave. A couple days later, I move out and shortly after, I break up with him. Whatever that thing was had a hold on him and I did not want to be involved or a part of it. Goddamn. Was that an example of uh, some demonic oppression? Uh, just to fill you guys in, uh, demonic oppression is a belief found in certain religious and spiritual traditions where it is believed that malevolent spirit or demons can exert negative influence or control over a person's life. This can manifest as physical, emotional, or psychological distress, leading to feelings of fear, anxiety, and hopelessness, which usually the only way you resolve this shit is by doing an exorcism or a cleanse. That's it for today's episode of A Dead Letter. If you have a paranormal story to share, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach out to me through the Instagram page, a underscore dead underscore letter underscore podcast. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Until next time, keep your mind open and sleep with one eye open.